Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I am your host, Kim Smith, and we are on episode 129, A Friend Who Sticks Closer Than a Brother. We spent the last few months working our way through our More Than Conqueror series, all based around the story of David and Goliath, talking about the different giants that we encounter in our lives. We finished that series up last week, and I do strongly encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes if you have not already. But we start pushing forward through the book of 1 Samuel. Today we're only going to talk about four verses, but they're four very important verses that help lay the groundwork for multiple lessons that we will encounter over the next few months that will highlight friendship and friendship through the eyes of David and King Saul's son, Jonathan. What do you think about friendship? When I bring up the word friendship, what comes to your mind? I'm sitting here and I'm recording on August 28th of 2021. Tomorrow will be the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. For some of you listening, you heard about that storm, but it was not something that really changed your life. But for those of us who lived in South Louisiana, lived in South Mississippi, during that time, it was a, a life-changing event. And it would be one thing to be approaching the 16th anniversary of Katrina, even though it still catches me each and every year when I think of August 29th. This year it has special significance because as I sit here in South Louisiana, we have another storm that is bearing down up on our area. The name of the storm is Hurricane Ida. It is set to hit land tomorrow evening on August 29th. This podcast is set to drop on the morning of August 30th. August 30th of 2005. I remember exactly where I was when I learned that the levees had not held in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina and realized that where I lived at that time was never going to be the same. Friends, after Hurricane Katrina, there were certain people through which I walked those days, those months, those very tearful months. And those are people that will always have a special place in my life. 
when I was thinking about friendship, I'm a country girl. Like the original name for this podcast was a country girl in the city world loving Jesus. And this is one of those times that my country roots are going to just come flying out. But there's a song that came out many years ago. It was sung by Tracy Lawrence. And the name of the song is Find Out Who Your Friends Are. And as I think about the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina and the what is feared to be devastation of this Hurricane Ida. Both are times of challenge. Both are times of contemplation. The world seems to stop, at least for a little while. Tomorrow, as I know the storm is continuing to approach, I have some things in mind that I want to work on. Now, I have no idea if I'll have any electricity or not. So I'm planning for no electricity. But I'm planning to work on my most important friendship. The one that has always been there. No matter the storm, no matter the circumstance. And the one that I know will truly never leave me nor forsake me. But God also wants us to have earthly relationships. It is true that if we only have Jesus, we truly do have the best friend that anyone could ever, ever dream. But God pours in and through you and I and expects us to pour into others and to allow ourselves to be conduits of His grace and His mercy as we engage others in intimate relationships. The song Find Out Who Your Friends Are The first verse says, run your car off the side of the road, get stuck in a ditch way out in the middle of nowhere, get yourself in a bind, lose the shirt off your back, need a floor, need a couch, need a bus fare. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the cream is going to rise. This is what you really didn't know. This is where the truth don't lie. You find out who your friends are. Somebody's going to drop everything, run out and crank up their car, hit the gas, get there fast. Never stop to think what's in it for me or it's way too far. They just show on up with their big old heart. You find out who your friends are. And I've always loved that song. I've got the information in the show notes below. But who does show up in your life? When the rubber meets the road. You know, it's one thing to have friendships 
who are with you in the good times. It's another thing to have friendships that endure grief, that endure hardship, that endure conflict. As I said, we're going to look at four verses, just four verses today. In 1 Samuel 18. So, 1 Samuel 17 ends with David has conquered Goliath and he has Goliath's head, gory as it is. And he takes this to King Saul. And so that is where we pick up. Let me go back just to the end of 17, just to set it in context. So the very last part was verse 50 of 17. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over, pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath, used it to kill him and cut off his head. And then it talks about the fact that the Israelites then routed the Philistines. Verse 55, as Saul watched David go out to fight the Philistine, he asked Abner, the commander of his army, Abner, whose son is this young man? I really don't know, Abner declared. Well, find out who he is, the king told him. As soon as David returned from killing Goliath, Abner brought him to Saul with the Philistine's head still in his hand. What a way to truly meet each other, huh? Tell me about your father, young man, Saul said. And David replied, his name is Jesse, and we live in Bethlehem. And then we go into chapter 18. Now, we're going to spend quite a while uh, in the next few months talking about the relationship between Saul, first king of Israel, and David, the second king of Israel. But for today, I want to focus on the beginnings of, of the relationship between Saul's son, Jonathan, who would have been the next king of Israel, and David. As I said, this will not be our last time talking about David and Jonathan. I considered starting with these verses and then taking us through their friendship because it's such an incredible picture. But I'm going to let us come to the other verses as we walk through the scripture. And then I'll try to tie them together. But chapter 18, verse 1, it says, After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. I mean, they just met. But there was a kinship between them, a connection between them ordained by God. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And, and Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David together with his tunic, sword, bow, bow, excuse me, and belt. And as I said, we will get into the Saul relationship with David, which is extremely complicated. But let's spend a week just talking about the beauty of friendship. Jonathan. Jonathan is the king's son. 
David at this point is a hero to the Israelite people because of winning this battle. But he doesn't have anywhere near the status of Jonathan, the king's son. Jonathan could have easily just, you know, put his nose up in the air when it came to David and not given him the time of day and have been proud. But that's not, that's not who Jonathan was. We're going to learn a lot about Saul. And Saul and Jonathan could not be more different. And I think it has so much to do with God's place in their lives and God's place in their heart. I think about friendships. Another song, if you grew up in at least a Protestant church, maybe 20 years ago or anywhere in that ballpark, you know the famous song by Michael W. Smith. You didn't even have to grow up in church to have probably heard it because you probably heard it at graduation sung over and over and over again. The chorus being... And friends are friends forever, if the Lord's the Lord of them. And a friend will not say never, for the welcome will not end. Oh, it's hard to let you go. In the Father's hands we know that a lifetime's not too long to live as friends. I remember when that song came into my life. It was during my senior year of high school which is one of those times that's just, when it comes to friendships, so many of us, it's very challenging times. But some of you may have friendships that have lasted and endured all those years. I remember one particular night where that song had special significance. So we're talking about the, those friends that stick closer than a brother, those friendships that have endured the test of time, those friendships that have endured hard times. I just remember this one night. I remember sitting in this dark yard. And one of my closest friends at the time had just received some of the toughest news that can ever, ever be received. And I remember just looking toward their house and listening to this song and just praying for them. Just praying for them. At that time, I had no idea the pain that they were enduring. But I just knew that since my heart was connected to theirs, the best thing I could do was pray for them. Our weekly assignment, we're not finishing up quite this early, but our weekly assignment this, this week is, what are five characteristics of a true friend? How would your friends rate you on those characteristics? And as I was thinking about this, 
I haven't come up with all five that I would use, but for me, so a characteristic that has to be on that list is someone who prays for me. But then I flip it and how good am I praying for my friends on a regular basis, not just when they're going through hardships. You know, so many times we, we look at friendships. I think about one particular person right now that wants wants friendships as so many of us have done where we've had those times where we're just not sure if we're ever going to have one of those friendships that just that changes our life where there's a a kinship there like Jonathan and David where Jonathan said that he loved him as he loved himself so many long for those type of friendships but we do not all experience them I think of times in my own life where I've spent countless hours really yearning for that type of relationship. And I've been blessed as I look on my life. I've been blessed with many, many people who have for one season or some for multiple seasons have really been a kindred spirit. Going back to Hurricane Katrina, because that's just where my brain is at the moment. There were certain people who really went above and beyond. And uh, one of those is, is not a part of my life anymore. It has not been for 12 years now. And it's a person I still care deeply about. I guess I always will. Because they were so deep in my heart. And sometimes we, we're just not going to know this side of heaven. Why people... Why those seasons end? Do you have some of those type of friendships where you look back and you and so-and-so were in each other's weddings or you really were there for each other? You really did walk the extra mile. And then it ended. 
or maybe it didn't end. Maybe it's just you grew apart, whether it be for distance sake. But when you get back in each other's presence, it's as if you didn't leave. I've got some of those, and I thank God for them. One of my, one of those people that has had the greatest impact on my life. They challenged me regarding friendships a few years ago. I don't call everyone my friend. I'm not one of those that calls every acquaintance a friend. That's just not how I view friendship. But I think sometimes I can be blinded to whether a friendship is truly healthy or not. And this person challenged me because there was this particular hardship in my life and it would have seemed obvious that certain people would have reached out and yet I was the one that had to reach out to them and I had a similar scenario just recently And I didn't hear from one of them. And I took note of that in a different way this time. I'm not upset. I'm just more aware now that sometimes seasons, they come and go. And that doesn't mean that we don't go the extra mile. But there are some times that we just need to acknowledge that that was then and focus on the here and now. Focus on the people when they know you're in a desperate situation or a challenging situation they reach out within this day when it is obvious to many that I live in an area that is more than likely going to be impacted by a severe storm. It's interesting to see who is checked on me. I don't forget. But again, I want to flip it. You know, just as I, I'm asking us to think about what are five characteristics, let me see if I can talk, characteristics of a true friend, how good am I at reaching out when others can be in harm's way? Do I go out of my way to make sure that they know 
that I'm there for them, that I'm praying for them? Or am I too busy? Sometimes it's not because of lack of care. It's carelessness of not prioritizing relationships which will matter from now through eternity. Verse 1 said there was an immediate bond between them for Jonathan loved David. And then it says Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself and he sealed his pact by taking off his robe giving it to David together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. As you will see as we go through the friendship of Jonathan and David, Jonathan is always the one that goes the extra mile. And from a standpoint of being the king's son, that makes that even more unusual. But he appears to be the one that... steps forward and is more demonstrative about his love for David. You know, think about that immediate bond. I know we have relationships, sometimes close friendships, with people who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But when you have an intimate friendship with somebody who has an intimate relationship with Christ. It's just different. It's just different. There's a bond there that you cannot obtain. You cannot work toward. You cannot make it happen with someone who doesn't have the Holy Spirit of the living God inside of them. A couple of weeks ago, I ran across someone who's not a friend, but is someone that I met in a, in a season. And just in those few moments, there was a connection. There was one of those God moments where you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit in this person and the Holy Spirit in me were communicating. It was just such a sweet time. A sweet connection that could only be brought about by God. So I want to ask you, are you longing for those type of intimate, God-centered friendships. Those type of friendships where it's as if iron sharpens iron. That they, they make you better. They make you closer to Christ. If you are longing for that type of friendship, pray. Ask God for. Ask God for a relationship such as Jonathan and David had where that God connection, it 
overran the differences that would have been between them. But at the same time you are praying for that type of friendship, I challenge you to pray that you will be that kind of friend. It's one thing to pray and ask God for that type of friendship. It's another thing to submit yourself to God and say, God, please make me that kind of friend. That kind of friend who has the characteristics that you are wanting in a friendship. That kind of friend who will pray faithfully for your friends. That will be honest with your friends. Will be there for your friends when it's not necessarily convenient. And on and on the list will be. I have no idea what tomorrow may bring for me. And by the time you listen to this podcast, (laughs) my life and the life of many in South Louisiana could have been changed forever. But if these are my last words out into cyberspace, I am surely going to make them count. Because... Earthly friendships are very important, and I thank God for them. When it's all said and done, Christ is the only one who truly can be there for you in the right way in all times know exactly what to say, give you wisdom, give you strength, give you courage, that you can pour out your whole heart. One of the roughest seasons of my entire life was just one heartbreak after another. When it came to friendships, But it was also the season when I found that Christ is the friend who sticketh closer than a brother. That in the midst of that pain, Christ was there. And as much as I wouldn't wish that kind of pain on those I love the most, I am keenly aware that so many times that is when we find Christ to be sufficient. When there is no one else that we can turn to. We find that he is there. For some of you listening to this podcast, you may have no idea what I'm talking about. You're like, I get the friendship thing. I got that. But being friends with Jesus, like how in the world does that work? 
please send me an email, Encouraging Others at Loving Jesus. Jump into our Facebook group, Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. Like, let's connect. Let's talk about it. Let's help you see that Jesus is not a religion. Jesus is not a bunch of rituals. Life with Jesus is a relationship. The most important relationship of this life. And definitely the most important relationship in the life to come. Let's pray. Dear Father, in this moment, I'm tense. I'm concerned for my safety and the safety of those around me as Hurricane Ida bears down. Dear God, please be merciful. Dear Father, I pray for my listeners, wherever in the world they may be, that as they hear this, August 30th, 2021, or beyond. Dear Father, that they will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you, God, are their greatest friend. You want to be so intimately involved in their lives. You want to hold them when they're sad. You want to give them courage when they need to step forward. You want to love others through them. Dear God, in this very moment, touch their hearts. If they do not have a personal relationship with you, draw them to yourself. Soften their hearts. Open up their spiritual eyes and ears. Give them your attitude towards sin. Please release them to believe. And please transform their lives into shining examples of your grace and mercy. And dear Father, if they do know you as Lord and Savior, but they are not in an intimate friendship with you, please, dear Father, this very day, grab hold of their heart. Impress upon them the joy that they are missing by not walking with you all the days of their life. Draw them in unto yourself. Dear God, I don't know if next week I'll be broadcasting or I will be with you. But either way, may your glory fill my house. May your glory fill my neighborhood. May your glory fill southeast Louisiana. May your glory fill this earth. May your glory touch the hearts of each one who listens to me this day. I love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know this was a bit different. But when you sit in the seat where I'm sitting at the moment, you can't help but be reflective. 
And you can't help but be grateful for the God who never leaves us alone. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What an incredible promise. And for each of you, remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. <laughs>